This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Haven't blown away yet, have you, Wendy? Good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Brad. No, not yet, but it, it looks a little vicious out there today. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, this is where you think things are settling down as the new month starts. Isn't October supposed to be the nicest month anyway? What a way to begin. Uh, Wendy, um, when I'm buying something in the supermarket, the thing that's drawing me in is the packaging, the colors and uh, the words. Words that depends, I suppose, on what I deem to be important for my health. Sugar-free or is it fat-free or is it gluten-free or is it preservative-free? I'm making my choices based on the biggest words on the packaging on the outside. And so I think because they're trying to tell us that it's preservative-free, we must be thinking, oh, if they're telling me that it's preservative-free, a preservative is probably not good for me. But we're going to turn to you to answer that question. But first, what exactly is a preservative and why do we need them? So a preservative is typically typically used to preserve foods. Um, you know, it helps to increase the shelf life. Um, it ensures that there's no loss of taste or flavor. It gives consistency across a brand. Um, and it allows for you to keep a, a food or a product for an extended period of time. Mm. It delays the aging process of foods and obviously, as I said, keeps a, keeps a longer shelf life. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, we, we expect things to last a little bit longer. We can't use everything we buy. And I suppose it's part of modern living. You know, you don't want to have to go to the shops every day. I'll rather just buy now and then again only next week if I need to. So that I understand why preservatives are being used. But then I'm, as I mentioned, I'm seeing preservative-free as a marketing ploy. And then I'm also reading articles that saying, you know, I, I read one article, and after I read it, I, I, I thought, uh, where is this coming from? Is this legit? How do I know? How do I prove it? But they were talking specifically about meat uh, and processed meat. And the comment they made was it contains sodium nitrate. And the comment that was at the end of this article that I read said, the question that now the professionals who wrote this article said, the question we're asking is not whether or not sodium nitrate causes cancer, but how much cancer it causes. Now immediately I've read this and now you start to wonder, where am I consuming it? Is it really good? Where do I get proof? How do I know? And then, then it starts a journey uh, and it starts a journey almost on a platform of fear. Well, exactly. And the thing is, I think your, your first alarm is um, if something says, if it's a package and it says preservative free, um, you don't find naturally, you know, natural foods in any preserved form really, unless it's a smoked food or something like that. Yes. Um, so if they say preservative-free, they, they, they potentially are just listing or mentioning the, the ones that are more dangerous. Yeah. So they might say it's free of so, um, sulfur dioxide, for example. Yes. But it doesn't mean, necessarily mean that it's entirely preservative-free. So I think that can be the, one of the alarm bells. And secondly, it depends on what your, how your body is going to respond to a preservative. So some people can eat preservatives their whole life and not have a single problem. Yet other people are more sensitive and their genetic structure is more sensitive to these preservatives and to the harmful chemicals in those preservatives. And that can trigger a cancer or, you know, some other health event. But we never really know because you're not quite sure how your genes are going to express themselves. So is this a journey of what affects me? Because I can tell, I know people, for example, who can't eat, uh, who don't eat dried fruit that's uh, preserved with sodium, it's sodium dioxide. 
um, because it uh, it makes them cough and uh, gives them uh, you know stuffy face and and post nasal drip and they know this through process of elimination and getting medical intervention so they know I can't have anything with sulfur dioxide in it. But that might not affect me or is something happening that's underlying that I can't trace and I'm only going to find out in a few years time whether or not it's affecting my genes as you've just said. So it also becomes a you don't really, really know. Well, that's the thing. You know, not everybody has an obvious symptom. Um, It's much easier to remove or eliminate that item if you have an obvious symptom. But sometimes something like cancers don't have an obvious symptom until Mm. they start degenerating to the point that they start showing symptoms. So that could be years. You know, you could go, you know, almost your whole life um, and, and only then start developing symptoms related to those chemicals. But it's always a combination. There's never just one thing. It's never just sulfur dioxide. There's always a variety of things that are potentially triggering those negative responses in the body. But if we can eliminate the ones that we know can potentially do that, or if we can make sure that they're really minimal in our diet, then we are likely to be okay. You know, our health Mm. is likely to to manage those kinds of um, occasional um, partakings of those particular chemicals or foods. So we go back to this comment that you make regularly because it's applicable in so many cases, and that is keep things as natural as possible in their most natural and avoid, if possible, certainly consuming processed foods on a regular basis. Yes, absolutely. So if if it's not recognizable as a food, if it comes in a packet or a package or a can or something like that, there is some form of preservative in there, and you really want to limit those amounts, those, you know, the amount of that, uh, consumption of those types of foods. And salt then as well, and that's something when, in canned food you often find a lot of, and, uh, and then too also in the processed meats. Yes, well, salt is one of, you know, it's one of your more natural preservatives, so it's not necessarily um, full of chemicals, but it can, because of the salt content, have an impact on heart health, Blood pressure, many people suffer with raised blood pressure um, these days, and an excess amount of salt in the diet will definitely um, aggravate those conditions. So many of your fast foods have got a lot of sodium in them, which is salt, mm. um, which makes you want to drink more with it. Um, oh. So it makes you crave the fizzy drink or the cool drink that you must have with that. Um, and then obviously it has an impact on the, on the heart and the arteries and the blood pressure and things like that. So um, what about uh, these, uh, the, the BHA and the BHT? I mean, those are things that we're finding in foods that we regularly consume. Yes. So those are particularly nasty because they, you can't see them. Um, they might not even mention them. But they are added to foods to prevent fats and oils from becoming rancid. So um, it preserves the shelf life of an oil or a margarine or something like that. And they are... Um, yeah, so they're found in things like butter and meat and chewing gum and, and those kind of things, but they're also found in rubber and petroleum products. So, uh-huh. you know, anything that can be put with rubber, <laughs> we don't really want in our food. So we want to avoid those specifically. Again, oils are quite tough because you don't really know, you know, if you're buying a fresh oil, you know, how long has it been on the shelf? If you're buying fried foods, how, how many times have they used that oil wow. um, for the food that you're consuming? So, you know, pick to your cold, you know, stick to your cold-pressed um, olive oils. Mm. Um, try and stay away from the, you know, I don't particularly like canola oil. 
um, or sunflower oil or any of those others, rather stick to the coconut oils and the olive oils, which we know tend to be a little bit um, less likely to have those components added. Stay away from the margarines if you can avoid it. Um, you know, those, are, again, are, are definitely going to have those sort of preservatives to keep them solid at room temperature. Um, and then there's uh, then there the, the nitrates that I mentioned earlier when I was reading that article about the sodium nitrate and the sodium nitrites that one finds in some processed meats or other processed uh, foods. Yes. Yeah, so those are particularly bad for um, cancers, for triggering cancers if they're going to um, insensitive individuals. And they're generally on your preserves, so your bacon and your salami and your hams and those kind of things that you buy the daily type meat. Mm. So again, to limit that sort of consumption, rather go for um, fresh cuts of meat. You know, you can buy, you can eat cold um, chicken or you can have uh, roast beef and, and those kind of things. Rather have those that I have not been preserved. And then really limit your intake. I don't think we should be having bacon every day or we shouldn't be having any of these preserved foods on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Um, and then there's, uh, there are others. Do you have a, a, a list for us of some of the other nasties to keep our eyes open for? Because we, we do see them in the ingredients list on the back of the packaging. Yes, we do. And they are all labeled differently, so you never can be quite sure. Sometimes it appears as a number, um, which is very um, deceiving. Um, and other times it'll, it'll appear as a word. So benzene appears often, um, at sodium benzoate. Mm. And many people are sensitive to sodium benzoate. And it's also one of those that triggers asthmas and coughs and with itchy scalps and those kind of things. Um, it can be called potassium benzoate or benzoic acid. Um, and then you've got your acetates, which are acetic acid or sodium acetate, uh-huh. uh, sorbate, nitrate we've spoken about. Um, And then obviously your fresh vegetables and fruits can be coated with preservatives. Um, You know that waxy feeling that you have on the apple. Yes. Um, But those can mostly can be removed by washing them, washing them well or even peeling the skin off. Yeah, that's a good one. At our home, we actually found a list of these in the South African context. And there's a list um, and it divides it up into those that are fine and those that should be avoided at all costs and those that are more natural and just like you've explained. And uh, I've put that up inside one of the kitchen cupboards, Wendy, and that's actually quite a good thing when, when we, we do try to avoid uh, buying things with too many uh, things listed on the label. But if we do, we can consult and then see, okay, this is definitely a nasty and, and one to be avoided. And it's when you run those tests on your day-to-day items you just realize how many of the truly nasty preservatives that you've already mentioned are found in some of the things that people readily consume on a daily basis, day in and day out for most of their lives. Absolutely. And, and they're in the most inane things, you mm. know, like your spices. Check your spices in your cupboards. Those, those things can be loaded with preservatives. Um, I've also not mentioned your MSG and your tartrazine. Those yeah. are the two common ones. Um, you know, those are, those are ones that potentially can cause a lot of problems. And especially um, with um, children, um, it affects their ability to sit still. It can make them more hyperactive. That, along with colorants, you, you really want to be cautious of those, especially if you have a very active child. Yeah, let's wrap this up uh, with a, a little bit of an idea of how can we best wash things naturally, like a fruit or a veg that would have a preservative on it to keep it, uh, to get that, uh, that waxy layer off. So you can make up a nice little solution with filtered water, um, lemon juice, and baking soda, and that you can rinse your your vegetables in. Some people use things like apple cider vinegar, 
um, and you just you know you just um, soak them in that little solution for a, for a while. Apple cider vinegar obviously diluted, mm. um, but that helps them to to get rid of that chemical layer that's on the fruits and the vegetables. There you go, nice and simple and uh, straightforward advice. But uh, yeah, go and find a list, find something online if you need to download it and uh, check the labels. Check the labels. Check the labels. We've been hearing this from for years from experts that have been on this very program that says we have some of the best labeling. Uh, legislature in the world when it comes to some of our foods. Check them labels. Wendy Christian, she's a, a, a health coach and a wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution in Durbanville. She's been in practice since 2005 and she's thrilled us on the very first day of October of 2020. Thank you so much, Wendy, for your input and your expertise. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Brad. Have an awesome day too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.carepulpit.co.za